the Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kiran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. This week we are talking all about redundancy and I am going to hand over to a guest presenter, Charlotte Lestienne. Charlotte. Yes, hi Kevin. I'm very happy to be here today again. So yes, sadly, the subject of today is everywhere in the news. And as you say, we are going to speak today about redundancy. With inflation still high and increasing business costs, 2023 appears to become the year of redundancies. Small and big companies battle to stay afloat in a difficult economic climate, and sometimes it is the only solution. More than a quarter of UK organizations say that they are likely to make redundancies in 2023. So Karen, to start with, what is redundancy? Can you explain the difference between redundancy and being fired? Yeah, and it's a good question. Um, Being fired is something that you have done something wrong, usually some form of gross misconduct. You've lied, you've, I don't know, hit a client, you've done something bad. Redundancy is a formal legal process and it's very different. The role is made redundant. You are technically not made redundant, although it feels like that. We talk about I've been made redundant because that's how it feels, but technically your role has been. So it could be that your whole department has gone, it could be just your particular role, and sadly we are starting to see one or two apprentices where companies have decided that the apprentice role has gone. But there is a formal process that, you ha- that companies have to go to for redundancy. Um, you have certain rights, and it's worth Googling those, those rights. Um, ACAS website is very good. There's a government website also that it explains. But there is a formal process. You have to be consulted. Um, the company has to see if there's an alternative role that they can offer you, um, which you do not have to take. Um, but there are set rules and things that has to be go through with redundancy. So it, it is not personal. I'm going to keep stressing that because actually, once you realise it's not personal, it's much easier to ask for help. Uh, thanks. That was very clear. And I think you are very lucky in this country to have two words to explain the two concepts. In French, we only have one. It's called licenciement. And you need to explain if it's for an economical reason of misconduct. So I believe there is more stigma and confusion, and confusion around these two concepts than here. So, yes, we need to be very clear. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> did you notice an increase of redundancies amongst our learners and apprentices in the last few months? Sad, if I'm honest, sadly, yes. I mean... We are always the leading economic indicator any education establishment is. We're always at the beginning when things are going well because people decide to start doing training and we're also at the beginning when things start to go badly and we are starting to see redundancies. I don't want to frighten anybody. It's not, it's a trickle, it's not a flood, but we are starting to see redundancies coming through now, yes. Our learners and apprentices are mainly under 30 years old. So for them, it might be the first time they have to deal with a redundancy. And even more, I think one third of our apprentices and learners are doing a level three. So they are school leavers, 18, 19 years old. This is their first job. It can be very difficult uh, news for them to take in. So what can you say to them? What is the emotional side of redundancy? 
I don't think it matters how old you are, but I think the one's initial reaction with redundancy, and let's be honest, I've been made redundant. Charles Nixon, founder of the college, was made redundant. Lots and lots of people have been. Um, your first reaction is one of shock. Um, there is also a bit of indignation of, what do you mean you can manage without me? I think we all feel that. Obviously, I'm massively important to the business. You can't possibly function without me. So there's a shock. There is the, there's the fear. There is still a stigma, even though we have different words for redundancy and firing. Um, there is a, you, you can feel, it feels very personal, even though it, may, it isn't. Um, and there is also this, the fear of having to tell your loved ones who might be dependent on you for, for um, economic reasons. Um, there's a lot of pride bound up in having a job, particularly your first job. It's very hard to sort of say, oh, I've lost that. So the first thing I always say to anybody who contacts me and says I've been made redundant is look after you. Um, I don't think there's any statistics on this, but anecdotally, you are very highly likely to have an, um, an accident in the sort of first few weeks of redundancy. I've come across people slamming fingers in car doors, having car accidents. I still bear a scar of a, a cooking accident where a knife slipped. You're just clumsy because you're, you're stressed and you're, and you're in shock. So just be a little bit gentle with yourself. Um, then you need to pick yourself up Think about what you want to do next. And that's incredibly hard because one's immediate reaction is, I've got to get another job and I've got to get it quickly. Um, I was lucky when I was made redundant. I was actually given some executive coaching. My firm paid for that. And one of the things the executive coach got me to do was sit down and think of the money side. And she said very wisely, she said, work out exactly how much money you need just to keep a roof over your head and food on the table. Um, for you, your family, whatever your dependents are, but work out what that is, because that tells you your absolute backstop. Then work out what you need to earn in order to live your current lifestyle. Now, sadly for lots of people, that may be more than they are currently earning. There's a lot of, there's a lot of debt. Um, her final piece of advice, which I actually didn't find as useful, was then work out what you, what you wanted to earn for your, um, um, your most fabulous lifestyle. But actually, I think in the initial throes of redundancy, that's not helpful. But knowing what your backstop is, this is the amount of money I actually physically need to bring in, can be quite liberating. It may be lower than you're expecting. Um, then you do need to look at your own self-worth. As I said, you feel indignant, you feel shock. If particularly in the early stage of careers, you can feel very, very vulnerable. You know, am I ever going to get another job? And we'll talk a moment about apprentices because they're in a slightly different position. For non-apprentices, for, for most of us, um, you need to take stock. You need to think about what you're good at. You need to decide what you want to do next. And the reason that matters is when you go and ask people, you know, do you know of any roles that are available? We'll talk about that in a second. It's much easier if you're very clear about what it is you want. I'm a digital marketer, I've got skills in SEO. It's far easier than, oh, have you got anything going in marketing? Um, so I would take a stock of some of your, your skills and, and your abilities. And remember, even if you have just started your career, you've managed to get a job. So you know you can do a job interview. You've held down a job and it's not your fault that it's gone. So you have a lot of skills already. So let's talk briefly about apprentices because it is different and I'm just going to bring the, the rules yes, up in front of Yes, I want to understand exactly for our apprentices how it works because on top of everything else, they, are, they have the studies they want to carry on sometimes. So can yes. you explain 
how it works for them? So their rules are quite different. So for the it depends how close you are to the end of your apprenticeship. So I've just pulled up the funding, funding rules to get these absolutely right. Mm. If on the day of redundancy you are within six months of the end of your learning or you've completed 75% of your apprenticeship, then the government will fund the rest of your apprenticeship. So you can keep studying. Um, if you find I have to a say, new I'm interrupting, but that's a very, mm. very good news. So even if you have in a very bad state because of a redundancy, you can carry on with your, your study and Absolutely. have the qualification you want. Absolutely. Um, and if you're not within six months of completing or you haven't done 75% of the actual study, the government will fund you for up to 12 weeks. So you have three months that you can continue to do your apprenticeship studies. So again, when you're coming to a new employer, that's really important because you can say, I'm still studying, I'm still learning. Let me tell you about what I've just learned. And that makes you sound passionate, it makes you sound interested, it will make a difference. So irrespective of where you are, either the government will, will fund the end of your apprenticeship, or if you're earlier in your apprenticeship, you have three months of funding continually. Now, that's funding your studies. It's not going to pay your salary, but it funds your studies. You can still carry on with your training. Yeah, and uh, just to be clear for these apprentices who are in this scenario, it, what do you, it, it is easy for them to find a new job and to carry on with their apprenticeship in the new, in the new organization? Our experience says yes. Our experience says most of the apprentices that we've had over the period of time and we've been doing apprenticeships now since, what, 2018? Most of those who have been made redundant and have moved to a new employer have been able to take their apprenticeship with them, yes. Um, new employers okay. are usually That's very impressed that you've studied. Um, so they want, to, you know, they want to help you and they want to let it carry on. And you're bringing funding with you. Um, so, yes, it, it is good news from that perspective. Perfect. And uh, we spoke about the, our apprentices. Um, what about the line manager? What should the line manager say or how can he help uh, the apprentices or the learners? Because it's a difficult situation too. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first of all, offer help and advice. Um, for a start, reassure the apprentice that it's not their fault. Um, I mean, as the line manager, you should always be doing that in a redundancy situation. Bear in mind, the line manager may also be being made redundant if it's the whole department that's gone. Um, offer practical help. Can you check an apprentice's CV? Can you um, give them a reference? Uh, character reference if you don't feel you can offer a work reference. These things matter and they will make a difference. Do some practice interview runs. You were impressed enough to employ the apprentice. So help them on the, ne on the next run with uh, practical, practical help on um, interview skills, um, CV skills, CV writing and that sort of thing. Okay, good. And I think Cambridge Marketing College can help also. Can you explain how we can help in this situation? There's lots of things we can do. We have a resource area um, in our learning zone which gives our learners um, some um, redundancy advice. So there's um, information in there about how to write a CV, how to answer interviews, um, how to do your LinkedIn profile. And I do want to come back to LinkedIn in a sec. 
Um, there's some podcast interviews I've done over the years with um, recruiters and what employers are looking for and what recruiters are looking for. Um, there's a lot of advice and guidance. There's also some general well-being and guidance. It's very, very tiring looking for a new job because you've got to invest so much energy and enthusiasm and passion into every single application. It does drain you. So again, you do need to look after yourself. Okay, great. And just maybe one more question. Where do you look for a new apprenticeship? So for apprenticeships, the best place to go is to the government website. Um, it's the Institute for Apprenticeships, but if you Google um, find an apprenticeship, you will, you will find it. And employers do put up their job applications onto the apprenticeship website. Um, we also recommend uh, places like indeed.co.uk, which is a very good place for lots of employers use that. Um, our own in-house apprentice came from an Indeed advert. But the other thing I'm going to talk, I want to briefly talk about is where else you should look for things. So LinkedIn is your friend here. Uh, there's a practical problem when you leave a company. People don't know how to get hold of you. If your LinkedIn profile has your contact details of your work email, once you are made redundant, you don't have access to it. So you will always have a short period of warning before redundancy actually happens. Use that time to make certain that all your contact details are readily available. If people want to contact you via LinkedIn because they think there's a new job opportunity, make certain that they can. Um, if you uh, and do, of course, make certain that your LinkedIn profile is as up to date and as good as possible. Ask people to check it for you. Ask your line manager. Um, use the colleges. There's plenty of advice on the college website about how to create a, a good LinkedIn profile that will help you. These things matter. It is your shop window. I think the final thing I want to say is um, if, you're if it's not you that's made redundant, but your colleague is made redundant, and that will also happen to people. Sometimes people don't know what to do and what to say. So the first thing to do is just say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I still remember years later, a supplier that I worked with, somebody I'd worked with very closely, tracking me down in order to just, just give you a message of support and sympathy. And it made such a difference at the time. You're, you're feeling quite low. You're feeling a bit shocked. Um, it was really nice to get that sort of reaction. And if you can offer help, offer help. Um, a recommendation on LinkedIn goes a long way. Perhaps you can offer a character reference. And if you don't feel you're in that stage of your career, then offer to proofread a CV. Um, you know, these things, these are practical steps. Or just say, would you like a coffee? You, know, I, you can feel very isolated when redundancy happens. So if it happens to a colleague, reach out for those things. If it happens to you, ask for those things. Yeah, very good. Yes, we all need empathy in our life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, you will find past, uh, past shows wherever you get your normal podcasts. I've had a number of podcasts over the years on careers, uh, marketing careers, different ways of uh, networking. That's very important. And also discussions with recruitment consultants. Please do search those out. Thank you very much indeed. The Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.